Hey, Light Anglers. Today is January 26th. My name is Jack, and welcome to your daily episode of The Light Angle. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'll be spending the next 5 to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world and incorporating scripture into it. Before we get into today's topic, just a quick reminder, please be sure to leave a five-star review, rate, like, subscribe, and whatever else you can do for us on the platform you're using to listen to our show. Here in the light angle, we try not to focus on the left or right angles, but rather try to find the light angle. We want to spread the good news of our King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and use that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. Your five-star review and sharing of this show with others helps us to better spread the light angle and the Word of God. All right, so today I got two articles. Uh, It was, you know, both of these articles are just so far out there, I could not not talk about each one of them. So, unfortunately... uh, well, there's some depressing, some scary stuff, some really weird stuff, some stuff that's going to make you ask a lot of questions. And unfortunately, I have no answers for any of these questions. Uh, I just have some good news and some scripture. So let me get into it. The first one is from cbsnews.com. And the title is, Hospital Refusing Heart Transplant for Man Who Won't Get Vaccinated. So Boston Hospital says it won't consider performing a heart transplant on a patient who refuses to get vaccinated against COVID-19. DJ Ferguson, 31, is fighting for his life at Brigham and Women's Hospital and in desperate need of a heart transplant. His father, David, is speaking out passionately on behalf of his son, who he told CBS Boston has gone to the edge of death to stick to his guns and he's been pushed to the limit. DJ's family says he was at the front of the line to receive a a heart transplant, but hospital policy stipulates that he's no longer eligible because he hasn't received the vaccination. And David Ferguson says his son simply won't. It's kind of against his basic principles. He doesn't believe in it, David says. It's a policy they're enforcing, and so because he won't get the shot, they took him off the list for a heart transplant. Brigham and Women's released a statement saying, like many other transplant programs in the United States, the COVID-19 vaccine is one of several vaccines and lifestyle behaviors required for transplant candidates in the Mass General Brigham system in order to create both the best chance for a successful operation and also the patient's survival after transplantation. Dr. Arthur Kaplan, the head of medical ethics at NYU Grossum School of Medicine, explains that being vaccinated is necessary for this type of procedure. Post any transplant, kidney, heart, whatever, your immune system is shut off, Kaplan said. The flu could kill you, a cold could kill you, COVID could kill you. The organs are scarce. We are not going to distribute them to someone who has a poor chance of living when others who are vaccinated have a better chance post-surgery of surviving. DJ is a father of two children with a third on the way. His family says they're not sure what they plan to do. They're thinking about transferring him, but he may be too weak to be moved. We are aggressively pursuing all options, but we are running out of time, David Ferguson said. And while the family says DJ has received great care from doctors and nurses in Brigham and women's, they just don't agree with the heart transplant COVID vaccination policy. I think my boy is fighting pretty damn courageously, and he has integrity and principles he really believes in, and that makes me respect him all the more, David said. Which is why the family is sticking by his side and hoping for the best. It's his body, his choice. That's that's uh, pretty tough. Um, really interested in you know hearing, 
what uh, some of you think because I'm, you know, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. So uh, I wrote down some questions just because these are things that I don't know how to answer. Like, how can they legally mandate an emergency use drug in this type of situation? Um, there is so much diversity in the studies proving the amount of immunity vac these vaccinations provide. Uh, one of the most recent studies in Israel says they're mandating, they have to have the fourth booster, but their study also says it provides little to almost no immunity on top of what they already had. There's another study that says, uh, you know, if you get COVID, your immunity is 13 times greater than the vaccine. Uh, there's, it's all over the place. So I don't know how they can justify these things. On top of that, there's other treatment aside from these vaccinations, such as, such as uh, more chloronal, don't pronounce that right, antibodies, uh, which now I also heard the FDA has removed. <laughs> so I, I don't know, man, it's crazy town. Um, you know, would any of us who haven't been COVID vaccinated get the vax to live a little bit longer? And it's not even guaranteed that it'll work. You know, heart transplant's a pretty big surgery. And then, uh, I don't know, my last question I was asking myself, is this a result of us, the American public, allowing and putting too much power in the medical and pharmaceutical system? You know, is this something that we brought upon ourselves? I don't know. Great questions. No answers. Sorry. Thought that was interesting, though. My next one, though, holy cow, this story is going to probably make you scratch your head and laugh a little bit. This is from penlive.com. So remember uh, like two days ago or something, I was talking about my wife told me to talk about these monkeys that got loose in Pennsylvania and I just brushed it off. Well, holy cow, the story's not over yet. So this is from penlive.com. Pennsylvania monkey truck crash spawns conspiracy theories after women, woman at scene falls ill. Holy cow. A Pennsylvania woman first on the scene of last week's monkey trunk crash near Danville, Pennsylvania, is now the center of online conspiracy theories after she fell ill. The Daily Mail reports the woman, Michelle Fallen, who lives near Danville, is now suffering symptoms after one of the monkeys hissed at in her face. <laughs> on her Facebook page and in interviews, uh, Michelle Fallen said she suddenly developed a cough, runny nose, and pink eye the day following the accident. The pink eye became so bad, she sought emergency room treatment. According to the CDC, this species commonly spreads herpes virus B through saliva, feces, or urine. <sighs> PETA, the animal rights group, has called for an investigation into the incident. The group, known formally as People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, issued a press release saying Fallon got an eyeful of monkey saliva that has caused a reaction. She's now on antiviral drugs and medication to prevent against rabies. Among the treatments Fallon received was a rabies shot. But PETA fears other people in the area could have been exposed, adding this in its latest news relief. Feces and urine from the terrified monkeys were reportedly smeared across the highway as crates that were strapped in as required tumbled from the truck. The CDC should be scrambling to ensure that numerous other people who were at the scene aren't in danger. The Atlanta-based CDC is providing technical assistance to state police and the Associated Press. Reported. Anyway, <laughs> holy cow. That's... uh. 
That's uh, pretty uh, pretty crazy. It goes on to say uh, Fallon, who was driving, she watched the accident actually happen. Three of the monkeys escaped, but they were later captured. And then the shipment, here, here's the kicker, folks. The shipment of monkeys was en route to a CDC-approved quarantine facility. What does that mean? A CDC-approved quarantine facility? So were these monkeys being tested? Had they been tested already? Did they have some kind of virus in them? Does this lady have some kind of new... Holy cow, who knows what, but oh my goodness. The identity and location was not disclosed uh, as far as what CDC facility these monkeys were going to, uh, but they had arrived uh, in New York's Kennedy Airport from uh, the Indian Ocean, for, from an island in the Indian Ocean. Oh, that makes it better. Oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, there's really nothing else left to this. PETA says some more stuff. They filed a complaint with the U.S. Department of Agriculture uh, <laughs> regarding the welfare of these animals. Not not so much, you know, the people who are getting spit on by them. But anyway, so who knows what's going to come of this. Uh, it just sounds like one fantastic movie in the making. Uh, and this is the life we live in. This is the world we live in, folks. So if you live in Pennsylvania, uh, I'm going to say a special prayer for you because uh, who knows what's uh, going on there. So what does scripture have to say about all this? Uh, well, believe it or not, the Bible doesn't say too much about monkeys, uh, nor does it say much about um, you know heart transplants. But it does help us understand where we should put our focus. So in Philippians 4.8, it says, Finally, brothers, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. There you go. Let's think about these things. Think about some good stuff. Because I'll tell you right now, monkeys spitting on people that were going to a CDC quarantine facility and people not being allowed to get heart transplants because they were not given a emergency use vaccination. Uh, these are not things that are honorable or just or pure or lovely. All right. So let's focus on the good stuff. Pray with me all. Father God, thank you for giving us another day and thank you for all the blessings we have received. I ask that you would please help those suffering from illness and the fear associated with it. Please help ease the pain of those who are broken and guide the medical professionals in using their knowledge and sense to make good decisions regarding the people that have placed trust in them. I pray we are able to focus on the positive in the world and not everything else trying to bring us down. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. That's it for today's episode of The Light Angle. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little light in the darkness.